It's Wednesday, March 11th. I'm Oscar Ramirez in Los Angeles, and I have one more thing to tell you for today. There's tons of interesting stories we come across that we can't seem to get all in the main podcast, so we wanted to make an extra post to bring you a little bit more. As we monitor the health situation with the spread of COVID-19, the coronavirus, we must also keep an eye on the economy. While the outbreak is unlikely to collapse the economy, it could exacerbate some other issues in the U.S. President Trump has proposed a payroll tax cut and relief for hourly workers. But is it enough to fight off a recession? For more on that, and if $8 billion is enough to combat the coronavirus, we'll speak to Ursula Pirano, reporter at Axios. Thanks for joining us, Ursula. Yeah, thanks for having me. We've been talking a lot about the coronavirus and the spread and the health effects and all that. We wanted to take a step back and talk about coronavirus and the economy. We've been seeing how it's affecting the U.S. markets. We've been seeing how it's affecting global markets. Companies are telling people to work from home. Some factories are shutting down for fears that it could spread. There's a lot of stuff going on. It all has far-reaching effects. Ursula, tell us about what's going to happen next in the coronavirus economy. Well, sort of what's interesting is that coronavirus could really amplify and catalyze some pre-existing conditions, if you will, in the economy. Growth has been slowed for about two years in spite of higher government spending and the jobs market has boomed. But a lot of those jobs are hourly or low paying, and those are going to be the first jobs to be affected by the coronavirus. So it's sort of at the will of the consumer for those people. And with coronavirus throwing the markets for a loop, we may be facing turbulence going forward. You know, the stock market closed dramatically low Monday, making up some of it Tuesday. But it's hard to predict how these things will fluctuate as the virus is rather unpredictable itself. Yeah, the jobs thing is really important. Uh, You mentioned that a lot of the jobs added have been hourly service industry positions. If God forbid, obviously, you know, somebody comes down in a situation where you have to be quarantined, things like that. Will those people have enough money to be off of work for two weeks? You know, not everybody really has that luxury of working remotely from home. It's not really the case for the majority of people, I would assume. So uh, that's a a sticky situation for anybody that has to be quarantined and be out of work for two weeks at minimum. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, the president is pushing for a substantial payroll tax cut to try and help some of those hourly workers and employees. But those things still might not be enough. Consumer spending is so dependent on it, and it's been holding up the economy. So without that, there's a risk to these employees. And corporations for non-hourly employees are in massive debt due to low interest rates and might not be able to handle this uh, as well as they'd like to. You, You mentioned that payroll tax cut that the president had floated out there. Tell us a little bit more about that. How would that work specifically to bring relief for people out there? So President Trump has been pushing for Senate Republicans to provide this as a form of economic relief in response to the coronavirus. It would essentially sort of lower costs for companies, help out employees. But he did go to a meeting with Senate Republicans Tuesday and was hoping to come out with a plan and came out empty handed. So with this week ahead, it's going to be interesting to see what sort of measures He's able to coordinate within the Senate and then, of course, through the House, uh, that could sort of prevent a recession that people are particularly afraid of at this time. Yeah, I think I had seen that people on both sides of the aisle, Republicans and Democrats, didn't necessarily think that the payroll tax cut would be the big savior for everybody. And as you mentioned, a recession could still be on its way if, if certain things still go awry. Why is it that this might be coming a little too late? 
if we could get some of this stuff going to bring relief in the short term, I mean, wouldn't that help carry us over enough? In theory, you know, we're just facing a different dynamic than we have with previous financial crises. In 2008, we were dealing with fallouts from financial institutions, banks, insurers. So it was easy for the Federal Reserve and for lawmakers to create policies and structural changes that would fix the issues the economy was facing. But coronavirus has come in just one large boom and affects businesses, both big and small, making it harder for people to impose effective policies that will actually make a difference. And the Federal Reserve themselves are in some ways sort of in a bind on how to respond. They implemented these enormous uh, interest rates by 500 basis points and an unprecedented amount of U.S. debt during the 2007 beginning of the crisis. But instead of winding those downs over the, over the years, they have had to extend those programs throughout the recovery, making it sort of difficult for them to do much more now. They cut the rates last week in an emergency rate cut, and it's possible that that could be expected at this week's policy meeting as well. But they are limited in what they can do at this point. It's so interesting because... Yeah, obviously, nobody wants to contract coronavirus, the COVID-19, for health effects and, and beyond. But there is a little bit of hysteria playing out as well. Uh, but that's all what affects the markets. Everything is very speculative. So, you know, a little tweak here could prove to be very beneficial or, or not. You know, we have to kind of play the game along with it. Uh, what do we make of the $8 billion that has been allotted to fight coronavirus so far uh, I've seen reports that a lot of people think that's still just not enough. Yeah, so we have reporting from Kwame Sam, who was a former top economist for the Fed's Board of Governors, saying that the $8 billion is an insult and that it is simply not enough and that it needs to be hundreds of billions of dollars. And it has to be now because if we don't get ahead of it, we're going to be paying for it on the back end. We'll have to keep seeing what happens while COVID-19 continues to play out. As a health crisis, it also does affect the economy in the states and globally. So there's a lot of things at play. Ursula Perano, reporter at Axios, thank you very much for joining us. Yeah, thanks, Oscar. Join us on social media at Daily Dive Pod on both Twitter and Instagram. Leave us a comment, give us a rating, and tell us the stories that you're interested in. Follow us on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Oscar Ramirez, and this was One More Thing from The Daily Dive.